Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, amen. Amen. Would you open your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter number 6, verse 6. Then flew one of the seraphims, and that's another name for an angel, unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people. Amen. And I want to preach on this subject. Go. Praise God. Let's worship Him before you're seated. Praise the Lord. I worship you, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' name. And you may be seated. God bless you. Go. Go. Now the word go is a small word, but it's power packed. It's an action verb. Amen. And it's powerful because it has a lot of action in it. Amen. The word go means to make one's way through, across, or over. To navigate, to pass, to travel, to traverse to tread, to walk, to ride, to run. Go is action. Go is going and moving. Amen. And the word go perfectly describes the earthly ministry of Jesus. Even before he, because he started his earthly ministry at 30 years old. But when he was 12 years old, amen, he was on the go for God already. He was already doing his mission, praise God. And you remember that, that him and his family went to Jerusalem for a particular situation. And then the family left and everyone thought that Jesus was with them. And they went a day's journey. They, they, they asked around and everyone thought he was with somebody else. They had to go all the way back, his parents, uh, to Jerusalem, and they asked about him. And finally, someone must have said, hey, there's a 12-year-old boy. There's a young boy in the temple. And so they went in there, and they found Jesus with all these old guys that are really wise, uh, very uh, uh, understanding and knowledgeable men of the, of the Bible. Amen. And he was answering their questions, and he was asking them questions that they could not answer. Praise God. Amen. And his parents said, hey, you, you're worrying us sick. Didn't, you know, what, what are you doing? And he said, hey, didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? He was already wanting to go and do his fa- heavenly father's business. Amen. And so Jesus started his ministry at 30 years old. He chose, he chose his apostles and he was on the go at all times. He healed the sick. He opened the blind eyes. He unstopped the deaf ears. Amen. He cleansed the lepers. He cast out devils. And he raised the dead. Amen. One time, there was a time when he, everyone was out there listening to him teach. And there was 5,000 men, not including their wives and children. 
And they were all hungry. And Jesus said to the disciples, give them something to eat. Well, we don't got enough. Amen. What do you got? We got a little boy's lunch. And he walked over to that little boy's lunch and he multiplied it. And he made that little boy's lunch be able to feed tens of thousands of people. Amen. He fed that, those people. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he did so many things. He walked on water. He calmed the raging sea with these powerful words, peace, be still. And he can do that in our life anytime he wants anytime we ask him he taught his apostles he taught the religious leaders he taught the romans and of course he taught all the people amen the common people heard him gladly the the, he preached the, poor, the gospel to the poor and he taught and he taught and he taught because he was going. He was going on his mission. He was going for which he was sent, praise God. And on one occasion when he was teaching the people, the religious leaders interrupted his teaching by dragging a woman right in the midst of the situation and kind of tossing her down right in front of him. Amen. And said, hey, we caught this lady in adultery in the very act. And Moses said she ought to be stoned. But what do you say? And then they just kind of went, hmm, we got him now. Because he can't go against the word of Moses. And Jesus just stooped down. Amen. And he just started writing in the dirt. Nobody knows what he was writing. There's been all kinds of speculation. But he just was writing in the dirt. And these religious leaders go, come on now. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to say? And Jesus got up and he said, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. They had their rocks and they were ready to go, boy. We're going to fulfill the law of Moses. He that is without sin. Only any sinless people here, you go ahead and cast the first stone. And from the oldest because the oldest are supposed to be the wisest, from the oldest to the youngest, they dropped their stones and they walked away. And it was just him and her. Amen. And when Jesus, John chapter 8, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Amen. Why didn't Jesus condemn her? Because that was not his purpose. And that wasn't the reason he came. And that was not his mission. Because the Bible said in John 3, 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the, the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Praise God. And gee, the mission of Jesus can be found in the very meaning of his name. His name, the name Jesus means Jehovah Savior. God who saves. Amen. And that's the mission of the church also, by the way. Amen. We're not supposed to condemn. We're supposed to save. We can't save anybody, but you know what I mean. We're supposed to help people get saved. Lead them to get saved. Lead them to the Lord. So his name was his mission, Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. 
So he did not to come to condemn us in our sins. He came to save us from our sins. Amen. He came that we might have life and that we might have life more abundantly. Praise God. And so he told the woman, go and sin no more. Amen. And once we have had an encounter with Jesus, and once we have encountered his word, the first goal for us, amen, is to be saved, to be born again of the water and spirit, and to walk for the Lord, and to be led by his spirit. That's our first goal. Go and sin no more. Go and be saved. Go and walk with the Lord. Go and learn about God. Go and sit at his feet and learn of him. Go, go, go. And our second goal, after we are saved, our second goal is to stay saved. Amen. It's to grow in the Lord and to, and, to, and to prosper and to be what God wants us to be. A very important part of that second goal is, is to be in stay, staying saved is to establish ourselves in the house of God with God's people. Like I've said a million times, there's no other place that, that takes, things take place than in the house of God. Amen. There's no thing like the house of God for the power that happens when we all come together in one mind and one accord with faith and expectation and our burden and our prayers. Amen. That's when God flows and he pours out his spirit. Oh, hallelujah. And that's why the Bible said Psalm 122 uh, 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Everybody say go. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Where are you going? I'm going to the house of God. I, I, I can go a lot of places, but I'm going to the house of God. When the doors are open, I'll be there. Amen. When the doors are open, I'll be there because I need the house. I got to stay saved. I got to stay fired up. I got to stay enthused and encouraged. Amen. Psalms 8410, the great... Uh, King David said, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand. For I would rather be in the, a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be just, I'd rather be just getting the door for all of you in the house of God. Just, oh, I'm in the house of God. I don't care what you want me to do. Amen. You can make me the chief, to, the chief trash, trash collector. Amen. The trash can dumper at the church. As long as I'm at the church. As long as I'm in the house of God with God's people. Where God's presence meets. Amen. Hallelujah. Where two or three are gathered. And we are in the midst of His power and His name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'd rather do that than to dwell in the tents of wickedness and have the best that this world has to offer. I don't want all that. Amen. God gives me what I need and He even gives me the desires of my heart. But if I put Him first, amen, everything will be fine in my life. Yes. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is a manner of some, amen, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And folks, if you don't see uh, that there's a day approaching coming up here, if you don't see that the Lord's coming back, if you don't see that this world has never been like this, amen, and I'm not that old, amen, I'm 60, but I'm not that old, but I've never seen it like this before. From when I can remember as a kid all the way to now, I don't remember it like this, amen, and that just lets me know that the Bible's coming to pass right now, and we've got to make ourselves ready. we got to go. We gotta go. We gotta go. 
Amen. The next go in our experience is very important to our spiritual growth, our well-being, and our happiness and success. Praise the Lord. Matthew 10, 8 said, freely you have received, freely give. Amen. You see, God has bestowed upon us, amen, this great salvation, and it's incumbent upon us to share it with others. Praise God. On Thursday night, we talked about goals and the importance of having a plan and a strategy to achieve those goals. Praise God. As one person said, the word goal is useless without the word go. Amen. You take go out and you won't have a goal because if you have a goal to do something but you don't go and get it done it ain't happening folks amen so we gotta leave go in the goal and go after it praise God and the same goes for the word gospel amen it starts with the word go amen if you take the go out of the gospel Nobody's getting saved because God wants to use people to help other people. Yeah, he'll reach people directly. He does it all the time. He can sovereignly move any way he wants. But according to his word, amen, he has designed a plan. He put a church on this earth and through that church, he wants to shine bright. And that church is supposed to preach the gospel and and share with people and go and tell them about Jesus. Hallelujah. See, the gospel literally means, amen, good news. But spiritually, it's speaking, the definition of the gospel, it's the plan of salvation. Amen. And so we need to make our way through and across and over. Remember, that's the definition of go, through, across, and over any and every situation to reach people with this life-changing message. Amen. Praise God. Oh, when I read this text passage we have, and we see that this was when Isaiah had a vision of heaven, and he uh, saw that uh, an angel came and went and grabbed these tongs and took a coal off the altar in heaven and put it on his tongue, and the angel said, your sins are forgiven and you've been cleansed, amen. And then he's heard a voice of the Lord saying in Isaiah 6, 8, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell this people. Amen. So the first goal is to let God put that tongue. Amen. Get that thing and cleanse us from our sins. But through the blood that we sang about, that's the first goal. And then when we hear that, when that goal has been taken care of, and we got to listen to the voice of God because he's going to say, hey, who's going to go for us? Who's going to go for us? Who's going to go and share this? Who's going to go so that other people can experience this wonderful salvation? I'll go, Lord. He said, then go. Amen. So the call goes out to go. And then whoever volunteers said, I'll go. Then God says, okay, go. And here's what you tell them. Amen. Here am I, Lord. I'll go. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Amen. I am not a great orator, Lord. I don't know how to talk to people sometimes or whatever. God, if you want me to tell them, I'll tell them. You just give me the words. You show me what to say. Amen. And I'll be the witness you want. I want to reach somebody for Jesus. I got to go. I got to go. Romans 10, 14 said, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? 
And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Talking about people out in the world. Amen. If they, have, they haven't believed because they haven't heard about it, someone got to tell them. Amen. You think, well, everybody in this world should know about Jesus. No. Because everything else is being spewed out. And they're trying to put Jesus in the back, back of the room, so to speak. Amen. They're trying to just put, put him out and try to magnify all this other stuff. So everybody hasn't heard about Jesus. That's what we're here for. Amen. We're here to shine bright for Lord, the Lord and let people know, hey, this is the greatest thing. Amen. On planet Earth right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you need to be a part of it. How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Amen. Who will go for us? Amen. Who shall we send? Amen. And how shall they hear? Amen. Without someone who has been sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. And can I tell you something this morning? Every one of you is a preacher. Every one of you is an evangelist. Every one of you has a testimony. Every one of you is a witness. Praise God. Every one of you is a believer in God. You can tell people. You can make a difference. They don't need to come to church. Amen. To only, it's not the only way, amen, to hear about Jesus, amen, because a lot of times they're not going to come here first. We got to go get them, praise God. We got to go talk to them on the job, talk to them in the neighborhood, talk to them at the store or whatever, and then we pray and we ask them, come on, let's go to church. Praise God. Amen. We are all witnesses of the glorious redemptive power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. One drop worth more than all the gold and silver and jewels in this whole world. One drop, amen, is worth more than anything. And every one of us need to say to the Lord, here am I, send me. I will go for you. I will go for you. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, praise God, we need to go tell them so they can hear. And when they, when they hear, they'll have faith, amen, to obey the gospel and be saved like we have been already. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus talked about when he comes back, he said something powerful in the book of Luke, chapter 18, verse 8. He said, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Amen. And my answer to that question is, oh, yes, he will. If God's people will go and tell the gospel to people about him. Amen. Because the more you tell them and the more they believe and the more they get their go and their step and they come to the house of God and they repent and they're baptized and they're filled with the spirit. Amen. They're going to have faith. And when Jesus comes back, he will see faith on the earth because because we are going to share it with people. Well, hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. That's why Paul said in 116 of Romans, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's another way of saying to anybody in the whole world, anybody this gospel will work on. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they were born. It doesn't matter what, what kind of culture they come from or whatever. Amen. This gospel, it will work. God is no respecter of persons. He would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. He would have all men. He's not willing that any should perish but that all come to repentance. So we got to go. We got to go. And there's nothing more exciting for the, the believer in God and the child of God than to go and to tell someone about the Lord and to be a part of seeing them, amen, get closer to God. Amen. There's no greater satisfaction. Even if they don't do anything with God, you feel good that you did what you were supposed to do. He didn't tell us to make them come. He didn't tell us to force them to come. Obviously, we can't do that, and that wouldn't be right. We, we want people to willingly come and to willingly love Him. Amen. But He did say, be a witness. Be a light. Tell them. Tell them. Go and tell them. Amen. And then go tell somebody else and pray for people, and God is going to save them. God is going to save them. Mark chapter 6 verse 15 and, God, and he said unto them, Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature, every person. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth shall be damned. Believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and they went forth and they preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following amen yeah. Woo! praise God oh yes amen now this list of things that uh, believers can do it's not talking about believing pastors and believing evangelists and believing prophets and apostles. Amen. It's talking about every saint of God, every believer in God, every born again believer in God. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You lay hands on people. Amen. I'll be happy to lay hands on your friends or relatives. You want to bring them to church or whatever. Amen. But why don't you do it at your house? Why don't you lay hands on your family member? Why don't you lay hands on your co-worker? Amen. Because you can do it in Jesus' name and God will heal them. God will heal them because you're a believer. You're a believer. So he's telling us to believe and go. Amen. So the key to our success as Christians is to go. And if we want God to work with us and for us, we need to go. But you know, sadly, not like I said, not everybody wants to hear. Not everybody wants to receive it. Even on the day of Pentecost, we rejoice that after the first sermon, 3,000 souls were added to the church. But you know how many thousands more were there that walked away and said, nah, not today. But hey, we're not focusing on them. We're thankful for the 3,000. Amen. But the Bible said, as many, as they that gladly received his word were baptized. 
and there were added 3,000 souls. So those that didn't receive his word, those that didn't want it, they walked away and went about their business at the feast uh, and the celebration for, the, for that week or whatever. But you know what? Not everybody's going to believe, but you don't get discouraged about that. You just tell them, and you go, and you just pray about it. Amen. And God will bless you. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 said, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but not everybody lets that faith come. Not everybody submits to it, praise God. And so the gospel's preached to everybody, amen. And we got excited about it. But I'll tell you, when it was first preached to me, amen, and when people tried to get me to come to Jesus when I was a kid, amen, I would tell them, get away from me, weirdo. Sorry, I said, the way I was, I was a jerk. I didn't like religious people coming to me, whether, whoever it was. Whatever door-to-door people or whatever people at work and they give me these little tracks and these little papers and all this stuff and lovey-dovey and that's what I thought. I go, get away from me. Don't mess with my partying. Don't mess with my lifestyle. I'm not bothering you. I'm not coming to your door and hand you a beer or something or whatever I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I, I, I just leave me alone. Amen. That's the way I thought. So you know what? People, sometimes they're not ready. Sometimes they weren't going to receive. It's not going to be mixed with faith right now. That's why you keep praying because God can cause things to happen in their life that maybe this year they weren't ready, but next year they'll be ready. Praise God. And we got to keep preaching the gospel. Because it's powerful. It's the power of God. The apostles were reprimanded. They were punished. And they were even thrown in jail for sharing the gospel and preaching in the name of Jesus. But they pressed on and did not stop. Amen. Going for God. In fact, in one place, they, they counted it joy to suffer shame for his name. That's when you know you're sold out. That's when you know, hey, I'm in this all the way. Because if somebody, you know, like, hey, I didn't sign up for that. I just was going to go to a nice church and have fun and all this stuff and activities. And then, you know, the first time I go tell someone about Jesus, they cuss me out and, you know, tell me to get lost. And, and now i got to go take my ball and go home. No, I'm not taking no ball and go home. Amen. I'm not even going to have the ball to take. <laughs> Praise God. I'm in this to win it. I'm in this for the long haul. Amen. It doesn't matter what you say or do. Amen. The power of the gospel has already impacted me and those around me. And I'm a believer. <laughs> Praise God. They rejoice to suffer shame for his name. Wow, these people had it. Praise God. And then one time... They were thrown in prison after they were beaten in chapter 4. Here, here we got saved in chapter 2. Chapter, and they healed the, the lame man at the gate beautiful in chapter 3. In chapter 4, they were called on the carpet for preaching in Jesus' name. And then they were scolded. Amen. And then the next time they just went out and preached. And they got called on the carpet again. This time they beat him and threw him in prison. And said, I told you not to preach in his name. Stop that. And an angel came. We're always, we're always used to the angel letting Peter out in chapter 12, but an angel came and let the apostles out in chapter 5 and said, go and preach. 
In fact, the angel told him in chapter 5, verse 20, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and they taught. Praise God. Oh, praise God. And then, and then when the religious leaders told the soldier, their little officers, all right, go to the prison and get those guys out that we beat and put in prison yesterday. Get them out because we need to talk to them some more. And they went and they said, uh, we found the prison all shut tight, but no one home. Nobody there. But we did find out that they're over in the temple preaching the same stuff that you told them not to do. Even after you whooped them and put them in prison, they're still preaching. So this time they sent those guys to go get them, but they carefully brought them because now the people saw that there was something about these Christians and the people, they were, these officers were worried that the people were going to stone them because they were taking advantage of God, these godly men of God. They were trying to tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, amen, God's power is in his word and his gospel and he will defend, he will confirm, he will bless and he will protect everyone that goes, everyone that tells, everyone that shares. And when Jesus does something wonderful for us or performs a miracle in our lives, we should tell all about it. Amen. The book of Psalms said, amen, declare his mighty acts. Tell the people about what he's done for you. Amen. Tell them. We're going to tell them about Charlie. We're going to tell them about this. And we're going to tell them about that because that's a miracle. Tell them. And we hope they'll believe. We hope they'll say, hey, what do you people have? Give me, tell me all about it. Oh, shouldn't have said that. You got a couple hours? Because I'm going to let it go. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. When that gathering maniac, when Jesus came to Gadara, and he was met by this guy that had a legion of demons inside of him, not just one, a legion. And a Roman legion was like, you know, 1,500 soldiers. So I don't know how many demons. He had a legion of demons in him. Amen. Because they, they spoke and as a legion. What's your name? Legion, for we are many. Jesus wasn't intimidated at all. Whoop-de-doo. He's, you know, like whoop-de-doo. Amen. And he said, it's time for you, legion, to leave this guy. Because this guy, even with the legion, came and worshiped Jesus. So that's how powerful your will is. If you don't want a demon, if you don't want some this lifestyle, if you don't want that or whatever, you can get free of it. If you want it bad enough, Jesus will give it to you. And he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Amen. Come to him. Go to him. Go to him. And he'll save you from that situation. So that's the whole story of of Jesus casting all those demons out into that herd of pigs and the pigs ran off the cliff and drowned themselves. Very sad situation. Amen. And of course, this man who has just been delivered, he now, amen, who, who used to live in the, in the cemetery, he used to howl at the moon like a wolf. He used to, you know, he didn't even have, you know, barely any clothes on and he was, he was cutting himself. He was just a total mess. And here he was after that situation. Jesus came, amen, and he was clothed and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. What a place to be. Amen. Clothed and in your right mind, right there with Jesus. 
That's where I want to be. Amen. And you can understand that this man, he wanted to leave. You know, he didn't have anything anyway because they had already, you know, just disowned him and stuff. And so he wanted to follow Jesus. I'm going to stay. I'm not going anywhere without you, Jesus. Look what you did for my life. And Jesus said, no. Amen. He said in Mark 5, 19, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not to follow, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. He said, I need you. You're going to be better, amen, a better blessing to the kingdom of God if you go and tell the people that used to see what you used to be and how you used to act and what you used to do and to show them the new you and tell them it was Jesus. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. Tell them how great God is. Tell them how compassionate God is. And along with this, we should show them the love of God and do good to all people, which will open us up up for so many doors in our lives to share the gospel. Amen. You know, it's best to, to... let people see who you are. It's best to, to show them the miracles. It's best to, to love people first. Amen. And instead of just hitting them right off the bat with, uh, with, you know, with the gospel or whatever, without any kind of thing, you'll get more results. Amen. If you will build a relationship with someone and let them see you're genuine and you're real. Amen. And then you tell them about why you are the way you are. It'll be more receptive and more interested and open to seeing what that's all about praise God the last go amen today is for us to prepare our hearts and live our lives so we will be ready to meet him when he comes for us Matthew 25 6 there were 10 virgins five were wise and five were foolish and only five had enough oil amen in their lamps and when the cry came amen and it said at midnight there was a cry made behold the bridegroom comes Go ye out to meet him. And they all got up and they got ready. And only five were ready. And the other five didn't have any oil. And then while they were out trying to get oil, it was too late. The bridegroom came. The door was shut. And it was over. And we all, there's only going to be a short window of time. Amen. When that, when that trumpet sounds. And we got to be ready right then. Praise God. Amen. We got to be ready. So we got to go. Amen. Go and be full of God. Go. Amen. And keep yourself close to God. Amen. Go and be ready for that. Watch and pray and be ready for the shout of the bridegroom is coming. Because God has gone to prepare a place for us and it's going to be worth it all. Amen. John 14, 1, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go. Amen. Jesus went. He goes. Amen. And we need to go so we can be ready because he already went. And he's preparing a place for us. And he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. There's going to come a wonderful day. There's going to come a beautiful day. The trumpet's going to sound. The shout of the archangel. Amen. And we are all going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We're all going to go. We're all going to go. Praise God. 
So that first go is get saved. That last go, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to go see that place he prepared. I'm all about a mansion. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've walked through a couple. Amen. But, uh, you know, can't own one. Okay. Praise God. But it's nice to see. Visit the mansion museums. Amen. And, but he's got mansions up there. And whatever that means, whatever that translates in spiritual things and whatever, I just know it's going to be awesome. Because he said, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. In other words, every time we feel the presence of God, every time, not just in church, but maybe in your car or at home, when you feel the presence of God, you're praying or you're singing a song, worshiping God, amen, and you feel that presence from another world, amen, hallelujah. He's giving you just a little piece of what it's really gonna be like when we get on the other side. It's gonna be worth it all, but let's go. So we can go, and our loved ones can go, and everybody can go with us. Let's all stand. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.